Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. Hello and welcome back to an exciting episode of On Board with Cruise Passenger, brought to you today by Regent Seven Seas Cruises. I'm Rose Jacobs, your friendly host. And I'm Peter Lynch, publisher of CruisePassenger.com and Cruise and Travel magazine. Today, we're following the trend towards big trips. Australians are holidaying like never before. Mm -hmm. And after a record-breaking response to its 2024 and 2025 world cruises, Regent has just announced their highly anticipated 2026 world cruise, aptly named the sense of adventure. I'm feeling a sense of adventure oh, today, Pete. <laughs> but of course, uh, well, apparently we're still in 2023, last time I checked. But I should tell you that when the 2025 World Cruise itinerary launched, it sold out before it even officially opened for reservations. Wow. So if you like what you're hearing today and you do want the trip of a lifetime, quite literally, then we do highly recommend you contact Regent Seven Seas Cruises or your travel advisor to pre-register your preferred suite ahead of reservations, which will open very soon on March 23. Put that date in the diary. Absolutely looking forward to it. Over the next half hour, you can sit back and take in what this magnificent itinerary is all about. This isn't just any world cruise. It's a Regent world cruise. And that means an immersive itinerary, great food and great wine. And of course, all-inclusive luxury. Yes. After all, Regent has the world's most luxurious fleet. That's uh, that's my kind of fleet, I have to say. <laughs> yep. Now, we're hearing a lot about the big trip, right? Aussies are. are saying, what the hell? Like, forget the bucket list, right? Now it's the bugger at least. Oh, Rose. Have you heard that? It's a little stronger than that, but this is a family <laughs> show. Uh, but we do get what you're meaning. Yes, Australians are spend, spending the kids' inheritance and splashing out on increasingly longer and more luxurious trips. Yes. And this is the ultimate trip. I like how you said spend the kids' inheritance. My mum actually says she's part of the ski club, yep. which stands for spend the kids' inheritance. I'm joining yep, her. I'm right in that club myself. So today we've got someone who is um, a, a bit of an expert, that's inverted commas, on world cruises. Today joining us is Elsa McLean, Regent Seven Seas Cruises social hostess, loyalty ambassador, and now business development manager. She's worked on board a bunch of the Regent World Cruises over the course of seven years. And Elsa has many priceless first-hand stories to tell us all about these trips. So stay tuned for our chat with Elsa coming up soon. But first, let's look at where we'll be going and on which of Regent's six ships we'll be sailing in 2026. Okay, I'm literally on the edge of my seat here, Peter. Tell me, where are we sailing to in 2026? And I did will. you see how I did that? I actually already said we, because, you know, I'd like to be on board. Only if you're ready to pounce on those tickets, Rose. Where will we be going? The 2026 Regent Seven Seas World Cruise will depart from Miami on January the 10th and sail an amazing 154 nights around the globe. Okay, so quick math, that's just over five months of straight sailing. That's right, Rose, five months of luxury. This is for those who have the time and want to experience the world as it has never been experienced before. 
This 154-night round-trip adventure will be the longest in Regent's history, sailing across three oceans on an epic circumnavigation of the globe. Oh my goodness, I want, I want. <laughs> now for those who have never sailed with Regent before, let's just give you some context here. We're talking about the height of luxury and for this sailing, guests will be cruising in the true all-inclusive luxury aboard Seven Seas Mariner. She's a beautiful ship, Rose. Did you know that she was the first ever all-sweet, all-balcony ship built in the world? Actually, I didn't know that. She has an incredible amount of space with eight passenger decks, 348 suites, and carries just 696 guests. There is a crew of 459, and those figures are important. Regent Seven Seas Hallmark service means more than one staff per suite as a ratio, amongst the highest in the industry. Yes, so that basically boils down to plenty of personalised attention right throughout the voyage. That's oh, what yes. I define as luxury, oh, feeling yes. special. Yes. <laughs> so the ship becomes your home for five months and that's that's important. You're going to love it. Yes, yeah, so Regent has worked hard to make sure it's actually better than home. From a two-floor theatre with Broadway-style shows on decks five and six. Yeah, I don't have that in my home. No. <laughs> <laughs> to a putting green and a golf on golf nets on deck twelve. Whoa. What about that? Four. <laughs> so you're you won't find me there. You'll find me in the whirlpools or in the spa. Yes, there's art throughout the vessel. Regent ships are renowned for paintings and sculptures, and they've spent millions on fine art for their ships. And there are wonderful books and comfortable reading areas. So as always with Regent, every luxury is included, from unlimited shore excursions yep. to valet laundry service, which let me tell you is <laughs> quite significant with five months away mm. from home. You're telling me. Unlimited Wi-Fi and more. That's the stuff that actually makes a really big difference for me when I'm cruising. And of course, there are even more inclusions on a world cruise than on any other cruise, such as bespoke amenities oh. and shipboard credit. Shipboard credit. Yeah, the laundry got me. Let's face it, no one wants to be cruising with five months worth of laundry. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much shopping you can keep on doing. Uh, but on a more glamorous note, there's plenty of special events and guest lectures on board as well. So you really won't be wanting for anything. Yes, this cruise takes you to destinations that allow you to marvel at nature, enjoy the flavours and rhythms of different cultures and see historic and modern wonders. There are up to 432 included shore excursions. Wow, I don't think I'll be reading many books at that <laughs> rate. So here come some of the important stats. Guests will be cruising across a total of six continents, 40 countries Whoa. and 77 ports. <sighs> and this includes a total of 16 overnight stays, 47 UNESCO World Heritage Sites, pre-cruise hotel stays and gala events, and three exclusive shoreside events. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about those shoreside experiences. They sound good. Here's a little taste of three of them. Number one, you can have an evening on the battleship Missouri with Hawaiian cuisine and live jazz music. How oh, much fun does that sound? <laughs> Number two, across the archipelago for cultural dinner and entertainment in Bali, another of my favourite places yep. in the world. Number three, you get a little passport to Portuguese flavour with regional cuisine and fado performance in fado. Lisbon. Fado. Fado. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Lisbon. Honestly, though, whoever thought cruising could be boring had better think again. 
Yeah, so are that fado so sad. <laughs> okay, so let's take you on that journey, as they say. We've been given a sneak peek into the details of what guests will experience and where exactly they will go. How's this for a bucket list of the best destinations the planet has to offer? As we said, the Marinden departs Miami in January and sails through the Panama Canal on her way to Mexico and then explores the Hawaiian Islands with an overnight stay in Honolulu. Well, you you had me at Panama Canal. like uh, that, That's as good as it needs to Honolulu. be for me. It does keep getting better, though. She then heads over to spend a week in French Polynesia, Ooh, which la la. includes an overnight in Bora Bora. You've just been there, haven't you, Peter? I've just been there. It's absolutely fabulous. Oh. I've got to love those French Polynesians. <laughs> Well, the Mariner then heads west to Fiji and New Cal before ending up in New Zealand for an overnight in Auckland. She then heads to Sydney for another overnight and spends a couple of weeks travelling up the east coast of Australia before making her way to Indonesia for an overnight in Bali. Well, I guess that's where you could drop off your laundry for Teresa to pick up at the, uh, at the Sydney port and keep yeah, going. Uh, like as if. <laughs> and then head on to Bali, as you said. Now, Bali is hands down one of my favourite places on earth. It's my home away from home. So after Bali, Mariner then makes several calls throughout Indonesia, Vietnam and Thailand before arriving in Singapore for another overnight. Yes, these are all great places to cruise to in ships like Mariner small and accessible. You'll be able to see the best of these energetic and thriving Asian cities before clean and green Singapore, where the food is fabulous and the amazing modern architecture is a wonder to behold. Uh, yes, and don't forget the shopping there, Peter. <laughs> and the electric trees. It's a fantastic destination. Oh, isn't it brilliant? And the food. Oh, my gosh. In April, you'll find yourself in another cultural world, cruising through the Arabian Sea, exploring India before heading over to the Seychelles, where the ship overnights in Mahi in the beautiful Seychelles. Wow. No, no stone left unturned, I've got to say. But wait, then there's Africa. Africa. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> that could have been a lion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mariner will spend almost the entire month of May heading up along the west coast of Africa with several overnights in Richards Bay, Cape Town and Walvis Bay. Oh, fabulous, particularly Cape Town. Her final leg brings us from Portugal across the Atlantic Ocean with a stop in Bermuda before ending in Miami again. Wow. So some of my favourites in that 16 included overnight stay list do include Honolulu in Hawaii, of course. I mean, you can't you can't get much more tropical than that. You would have to say... Bora Bora, it's so beautiful. That, those are your seas. It's just an absolute stunner. That's it. And then Auckland in New Zealand, you can't, you can't beat the beauty of New Fabulous. Zealand. Fabulous city. Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. I love Ho Chi Minh. Then... Gorgeous mix uh, of Asian and French. You've got to try some Thai, of course, when we stop in Bangkok. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Singapore, you love singers. I love Singapore. It's a great destination for cruising. And the Seychelles. I've got to say, I've, I've not been there, so that's on my bucket list. It's Put gorgeous. that one down. It's gorgeous. South Africa, this just sounds like such a great leg through Richards Bay, Cape Town and Walvis Bay Absolutely in Namibia. Wow. Stunning. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, speaking of stunning, it's time to introduce our amazing guest. So, 
This is someone who can actually tell us firsthand what life is like when you spend months on end at sea in utter luxury. <sighs> Elsa McLean, currently working as the business development manager for Regent. Elsa has previously worked on board Regent World Cruises over the course of almost 18 years. Wow. In fact, Elsa was the social hostess and the assistant cruise director for seven years. So you can imagine she has many priceless firsthand stories to tell us about this. These trips. Elsa, welcome. Uh, welcome, Elsa. I hear you've spent 2,000 nights cruising the globe with Regent across multiple seasons, multiple journeys around the world, at least 120 countries. That's sensational. And I'm very envious. Oh, so gel. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do have to uh, pinch myself sometimes. And really, these incredible stories and friendships that I was able to create over the time I spent with Regent. I'm still in touch with guests now that I did world cruises with more than a decade ago. And Honestly, out of everything, that to me is what cruising is all about and what these epic adventures really can bring to you is everlasting friendships, which is a really nice thing, especially if people are travelling on their own as well and perhaps a bit daunted about doing that kind of trip by themselves. They really shouldn't be because with an experience like Regent being so inclusive, it's absolutely from the get-go all about this sense of this incredible adventure you're about to embark on. It's so exciting and my memory I'm so blessed that I have all these stories to share with you. Some different ones come out after a glass of wine, of course. <laughs> all right, we'll hear those. Yeah, but yes. I'm picking up on your energy here. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it's a no-brainer why you were social hostess. I mean, you really just, you live and breathe. The, the passion of what Regent really provides to all the passengers, just that excitement and enthusiasm for the entire experience. So true, so true. And Elsa, what kind of people do uh, world cruises attract? I mean, who will be my fellow guests? It's very interesting, actually, because since the pandemic, as of course you, you mentioned previously, people really have this sense now of let's not wait to do a bucket list adventure. Let's go now and yep. see all these things we've always dreamed of seeing. Mm. So I think we've seen in our recent sales, it's been very incredible, at least 50% of our clientele now are new to brand, wow. which really has just opened up everything for us because it shows that people want to make sure they're making the most of everything every day and every upcoming holiday. So it's a very exciting opportunity for Regent to expand our demographic, mm. which in previous years perhaps was past cruises or people that felt they were ready to take that long stint at sea. But now we're seeing people who are coming on board and for their first cruise ever, they're doing a oh grand voyage or a world cruise. Now, look, I've got to say in my experience, anyone who tries a cruise they never look back. So I'm just, I think the industry was already going gangbusters pre-pandemic. Yep. So that is very exciting to hear the, the new stats on that. It's only just going to keep on skyrocketing. But what a place to start. 154 nights going around the world. I mean, that's really starting to cruise. So tell us, have you, um, what kind of stories have you, uh, have you observed? Tell us some of those special standout moments. How long do we have? <laughs> Look, it really, it, I think it starts from the beginning. There absolutely is this sense of anticipation when people come on any cruise with Regent, but it's an added and heightened sense of excitement and joy when we know we're going to embark on this beautiful, beautiful seven-rule months journey together. And 
it starts with the greeting on the gangway. You know, we like to make sure we know as much about our guests before they even step on board. So with our past guests, they will be greeted by name, of course, and mm. it's a sense of welcome home. So many of the guests will have travelled on Mariner before and they're coming back to their favourite suite and they do explain it as their home away from home. And there is so many hugs and this real sense of joy. And then for our new guests, we're welcoming them in to what we will be, their new home, and it's just a beautiful feeling, a glass of chilled champagne, of course, their baggage has already been taken from them. And then what we do on the first night of the voyage to make sure the socialising gets right off the bat, we have a block party, a ship-wide block party. Oh, so the captain so exciting. Uh, the captain yeah. rings the bell up on the bridge. And all the guests are invited to step out of their suite into the corridor with an empty wine glass. And the sommeliers and the stewards move through the corridors with cheese and fruit platters and lovely wine and any other cocktail they would like. And it's all about meeting your neighbour. That is hilarious. What an awesome concept. But wait, does that mean that there's a, a new thing called the hall pass? No. <laughs> well, Not that kind of party. Stays on the ship. <laughs> there is a limit. But it definitely, what it does, it, it breaks the ice straight away. Yep. And as I said before, if there are guests travelling independently who are a little bit, you know, not sure about how it's going to feel, mm. it's so wonderful because straight away they've made a connection with some people that are living near them for this beautiful adventure. And it's a come-as-you-are party. So sometimes people come out in their robes because they're still unpacking. <laughs> Some people have already had a spa treatment, you know, and Fantastic. they're in shorts and T-shirt. Some people are dressed for dinner. So it really is all about saying let's get to know each other now. And then throughout the cruise we have so many experiences from our all-inclusive shore excursions, the enrichment programs, dance classes, cocktail-making classes, all about making these connections. So at the end of the cruise, these lifelong friendships have been mm. formed. And that's why we get people who do the world cruise with us every year. Yeah. They say, sign me up. Where are you going? I want to come as well. That is so, brilliant. So do you actually see people forming little groups and getting together right from the get-go? Are you, are you watching people start to sit down for dinner at the same table and, and spread themselves out a bit? Definitely. And that was one of my many joys as social hostess. You know, I really, my job was to put the cherry on top of the six-star experience. And people often say to me, what is five-star? What is six-star? How high can the stars go? What do they mean? And for me on a vessel like a region ship, the six-star experience really is about having enough extra staff to notice these sorts of things to make sure that every guest is having not just a great time but an absolutely unforgettable experience. So absolutely, Peter, I would make sure that myself and other staff were noticing if there perhaps were opportunities for extra socialising. So I might meet a couple on the pool deck that were from Cape Town who were chatting about always wanting to come to Sydney and then I might have met another lovely couple from Sydney Right. So I would get them together and, you know, make sure they had a lovely glass of something in their hands and get those conversations started. And then it would bring me such joy to see them a couple of nights later at a table yeah. in one of the specialty restaurants or perhaps out on tour together. And really that's what it's all about. So we yeah. can connect people with like-minded interests. Elsa, I really admire that. I think it's one of the best things that Cruise does really well, particularly on ships like Region, which is actually bringing people together, breaking the ice straight away and letting them then get on with forming relationships. I, it's really heartening to to know that you also enjoy that because I love watching it. I love watching like you guests who suddenly discover, you know, that they know each other. Yeah. I 
think that is the difference between a great holiday or a a life-changing trip where you form connections and you feel a sense of camaraderie and that is something you simply cannot put a price tag on. Yeah. Correct. That that six degrees of separation has never been so true and I don't think you can replicate that in a hotel, Mm. you know. Um, If you try to put together a voyage like the itinerary that we have on our world cruises, flying from city to city, staying in a hotel, moving around, not only could you not replicate that from a value perspective, all the things that we include, Mm. but you also from a socialising perspective, you cannot put together that sense of we're all in this together. Mm. Let's get out there and get into these destinations. You know, it's absolutely so magical. Other than that sort of seamless circumnavigation that you've mentioned, you know, that throw the logistics out the window of trying to get flights and trains and planes and automobiles. You know, you really do have this endless just journey laid out in front of you where you don't have to worry about any of those details. All you have to worry about is whether you'll have the margarita or the Long Island iced tea. So What a problem to yeah, have. But it's but then <laughs> or you both. Oh, that's true, Peter. Have both. Now there are, of course, the added benefits of all these destinations. So, Elsa, yep. if I had to ask you, I'm sure you get asked this one quite a lot, what about some of those standout destinations or moments in destinations that you will never, ever forget? I'm very blessed to have a, a whole repertoire of them and they really bring me such joy when I look through my photo albums. I have to say, Rosie, one of my favourites it was going down the Amazon oh. and we do it on several cruises throughout the year and it's so special because, of course, it is such a pristine and unique location. Mm. We have some lovely relationships with communities and schools that live in the Amazon. Oh, wow. And one of my favourite memories, we asked the guests prior to coming on board, if they had any old reading glasses or any school supplies that they would like to donate. Mm. And so a lot of the guests came along with us. We went out in the tender into the tributaries of the Amazon. We went and met with this community. The kids all came up and held our hands and we spoke with the teacher and gave them our supplies. And I happened to glance over at this gorgeous little girl and she was holding what I presumed was a puppy under her arm, which I just presumed was the household pet. And it turned out to be a baby armadillo. Oh. Oh, bless. Well, you know, that's better than a, a small python, really. Well, <laughs> but only in the Amazon. You don't get that in Bondi. Throw that armadillo a ball, I oh, say. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How to yes, That would sad. be memorable. Absolutely memorable, very surprising, and but just a really authentic experience. Yes. What I loved about doing it as part of the region experience was, you know, I'm a bit of a luxury girl. I'm a bit posh now after all these years <laughs> of being spoiled by the region brand. And so what I loved was we were able to give these clients this unique day ashore in the jungle, learning about this fascinating community. But then of an evening, we popped back to our climate-controlled vessel, killed <laughs> champagne on demand. And that, to me, are the things that people remember. You know, you can go and see a museum somewhere, but you can't replicate a story like that. Those are the authentic experiences, which a six-star vessel with extra crew and people caring about your experience, that's what we can bring to our guests. I love that. That's obviously one of the spontaneous moments, which is just priceless. Yes. we, We really try to seek out these once-in-a-lifetime experiences that you can't access otherwise, uh, 
And as I said before, we do have a lot of repeat guests as well. So mm. when we're having guests that do choose to come and do a world cruise with us every year, it's very important that we continue to raise the bar. Yeah. So we keep our guests guessing and wanting to come back for more. I'm guessing friendships and bonds and maybe even some romantic relationships are made in these experiences. Do you recall a few of those happening? I definitely have seen that occur and it is really a lovely thing. Over a voyage of several months, of course, friendships can blossom into Mm. other things and it's very, very special to see love blooming. I do always say that romance at sea is alive and well and I think when you're in this bubble on a ship, you're away from the problems of the world. No one's watching the news. We're embracing the best of every day coupled with fine wine, which yes. is never the never-ending pour, which certainly helps people <laughs> a little more social. Hopefully you've so, left your mother-in-law at home. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. So absolutely, I've seen beautiful relationships form. I've seen people that met on a cruise and then have come back to join us on subsequent cruises as a couple. And oh, wow. And welcome back with open arms. It's really, really lovely. Now, speaking of people who have been on board and part of the cruise for a very long time, um, I've heard a little rumour that there's a very special guest that likes to cruise with Regent and has been, you know, on board for, what is it, more than 30 years? He's been on board for almost two decades now. Uh, He is absolutely an integral part of the Regent's story. His name is Captain Jablin. He was an ex-naval captain. Wow. And uh, he and his wife lived on board with us for a while, going back and forth between their home uh, back in Key West and the ship. And when she passed, uh, bless her heart, he went home and just really felt that his heart was at sea and wanted to come back. And so he has lived on a few of our vessels. He goes around and just decides where he wants to be every now and then. But he's lived on board for almost 20 years with us and he'll be celebrating his 99th birthday on the 30th of July of this year. So you can imagine how important next year will be for us, all the crew. We all call him Grandpa. Elsa, I've got to say I'm a little bit of a self-confessed foodie, right? (laughs) So... One of the things I love about cruising is just this incredible array of food and wine that's available for diners. You bet. And I love the fact that one of the French restaurants is named after myself. It's it's Compass Rose. <laughs> yes. So, look, just tell tell our listeners a little bit more about this uh, namesake restaurant and, and some of the other options on board. Absolutely, Rose. Well, yes, we did have you in mind when we named that. You're <laughs> Thank you. Thank exactly you. right. You're spot on there. Precedes <laughs> you. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, we call it the largest specialty restaurant at sea because the menu changes daily. It is mm. quite spectacular. It's very important to us at Regent that we deliver Epicurean perfection. And what we can do with a six-star vessel, as spacious as ours are, is offer such an amazing variety of choice for our guests. So there's up to seven dining venues on any of our vessels. So the guests can pick their favourite. They can go somewhere different every night. It's open seating. The Compass Rose is an exquisite restaurant open for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And there's no assigned tables. So this is where, again, the socialising really plays an important role Mm. because the guests can have a drink before dinner and then come into the restaurant and say, you know what, there's four of us, we'd like to have a share table. Would that be possible? Meet some new friends. Or there might just be a couple and they want to have a lovely intimate table for two by the window. 
We can take care of any dietary requirement. We like to work with our guests to make sure that if they're gluten-free, for example, we have gluten-free toast ready for them in the morning so they're not waiting. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure everyone feels that all those desires and needs are um, taken care of. But the food, it really is absolutely exquisite. Where possible, we integrate the local experience. So Mm. the chef will go out into town, bring back some fresh fish or some beautiful caviar will be created. We really want to make sure that they get a sense of the destination we're passing through. And it's a very, very special restaurant in terms of decor as well. I mean, I have to confess, it's one of my favourites, Sailing at Sea. Now that's saying something. The (laughs) the chandeliers are magnificent. Uh, I I can remember being told the story of the chandeliers uh, on on some of the uh, the newer ships, uh, and of course Versace plates uh, it really uh, makes the whole meal a little bit more special, and the food, as you say, is absolutely glorious and changes all the time. So, and the service, incredibly, given the size of that restaurant, is really, really, really attentive. So, really special restaurant. But there are more. So, Prime Seven also is one of the best steakhouses I think I've ever been in. Uh, Love yeah. Around. Prime, Prime Seven, we're particularly proud of because it's the restaurant where you can able you get your surf and turf, of course. Yes, mm. and order, don't I love it. <laughs> indeed. You can order a one-pound cluster of king crab legs <gasps> oh to go God. with your beautiful prime rib roast. Yum. And they will crack the crab at the table and you have this beautiful mound of pre-prepared crab for you. Whoa. It's just beautiful. With, of course, finely paired wines, the Somalias really get a sense of what your flavour palette is and they can always recommend that as well to go with the meal you've chosen. So the level of knowledge that our culinary team have on board is absolutely second to none and we're so proud of what they I'm do. I'm just, I'm genuinely concerned for the welfare of guests after five or so <laughs> months of this style of whining and dining. How on earth are people expected to go back to reality after something like that? It is certainly challenging and we definitely hear people say, you know, it was very depressing to in the morning find that no one was picking up their towel off the floor from the bathroom. So true. Uh, Where's my gluten-free toast? That's exactly right. But I actually, well, the problem that can come as well is when you walk into a restaurant and I have found this before when I've stepped off a cruise, I went and had a coffee in a lovely cafe and I got up and just left. (laughs) Oh, you forgot to go. Yeah. A couple of minutes later, I had to run back and say, I'm so sorry, I've just gotten off one of our cruises where you just get so used to saying thank you and leaving a venue and that's the end of it. But I have an interesting statistic for you both that actually on a long voyage, like a grand cruise or a world cruise, actually guests tend to lose weight. Which no you may way. not expect after <gasps> all the beautiful well, cuisine. Well, because you're never, it- you're never sitting down, you're always on the go doing amazing things. That's exactly right. And the tip we always give our guests is to take the stairs wherever you go because that is a good way to counteract all the beautiful meals and the high teas and the champagne and the champagne and caviar breakfast. But all the shore tours as well. I mean, you're always doing these incredible excursions. But I think the important part is that as a guest, you just develop your own rhythm. Mm, You work out what you really love. And then you do that and you don't have to, well, pick out a bit. Uh, you, exactly. You just, but it's not that pressure. Yeah, Also, exactly. this food is all so fresh and so seasonally sourced and local produce. You know, we're talking about beautiful salads and modern day cuisine as well. Like this is all, 
organic and freshly baked. So, you know, this is beautiful Correct. cuisine. We're not talking Small about. Small portions. Yes. 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 It's, all, it's all very controlled. We don't have midnight buffets on region. It's mm. all about sourcing the best from the region, having very modest uh, plates so that you can enjoy a five-course meal and still not feel that you've overdone it. We really like to give, you know, a very delicate look at each of the regions. But, yes, exactly as you said, Peter, people are more likely on a long cruise to take up a new hobby, take up a new yep. fitness regime. You've mm. got the time. You're not thinking about all the things in the real world, having to mow the lawn and do all those chores. You might absolutely take up a Latin American dance course or start doing a Pilates and all mm. of our fitness classes are included. So you can go every morning, you can do spinning, you can do stretching, yes. yoga, whatever you like. We're wow. very, very encouraging of learning a new skill and taking up something new. So Elsa, I guess you could say that this is more than just a world cruise. You know, when you cruise with region, it's above and beyond that. This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's not just cruising. This is seeing the world at its best with like-minded people. It doesn't get any better than that. That, that's exactly right. It truly is the trip of a lifetime. If people have always been thinking about perhaps one day doing this, our suggestion would be don't wait. Because as you said, Peter, our 2025 World Cruise didn't even get to market. It filled up just from the pre-registrations alone. So that is what we are being shown, that people want to have these itineraries. They want to have these memories. But here's the important thing. Right. The all-time question, how much does all of this cost? Well, for the deluxe veranda suite at 28 square metres, it's $135,360 per person twin share. That's Australian dollars too. Which yes. is under $900 per person a day, everything included. Hmm. And I think that's the really important part about this. Unlimited shore excursions, specialty dining, premium beverages, including wine and spirits, unlimited Wi-Fi, prepaid gratuities, services, and let's not forget, you're moving. So in other words, yeah. all your travel is included. So try totting up those airline tickets <laughs> and then think about whether or not this is a good deal. That's it. I've actually sat down and tried to recreate some of these journeys, and I must say the value is quite extraordinary. Because you'd be comparing it with first-class flights. Correct. And, you know, private limousines to and from flights. Exactly. So, you know, when you really compare that standard of travel across other forms, then it's it's really impossible to recreate exactly. for that amount of, of money as well. Um, and not to mention the priceless element of connection with people that you're travelling mm. with. So you're, you're right. We've even taken it one step further and we've done our own market analysis compared with other cruise brands that do offer world cruises but don't have that level of inclusion. Mm. And we've been fascinated to see that on a lot of those competitor brands, when you actually add up at the end, the bill on top of the initial cruise yes. fare, the per day spend per person has actually been less with Regent, when you're comparing an apples for apples size suite, it really is amazing that when they come with us, they're actually spending less. And the mentality of knowing that you're not stepping off the ship and the last thing mm. you do before you get off is paying a whopping bill Ooh, of drinks yeah. and internet and all those yeah. things. The fact that you're just walking off, saying goodbye to friends you've made, having had the most incredible experience, it really sends you home on a high rather than getting home and thinking, oh my goodness, what does my credit card bill look like? <laughs> We've got a more. Get to the house. <laughs> I think exactly. that's what, yeah. 
really important point, Elsa, because you are doing this, as we've said, as a very special journey and you do not want to miss out on anything. As we've said, it, uh, it sounds like a magnificent journey. Uh, Pre-registrations are open now and reservations are opening on March the 23rd. So please mark that date. And like we said, that previous cruise sold out so quickly. So this one, it's a no-brainer. This will sell out. Absolutely. So you can visit rssc.com or contact your preferred travel advisor for more details. And look for more on Regent Seven Seas Cruises at cruisepassenger.com.au and sign up, of course, for our weekly newsletter to keep in touch with the world of cruising. And the next edition of Cruise and Travel, our gorgeous print magazine, is on sale now at selected newsagents. And subscribe at cruisepassenger.com.au forward slash magazine. Elsa, we cannot thank you enough. Elsa McLean of Regent Seven Seas Cruises. You Terrific. are a, You are a superstar. We absolutely love talking to you. Thank you so much. We can't wait to climb aboard a ship with you. We'll see you soon. It was a joy. See you on board. And All right. I, I think you will always be the social hostess with the mostess. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank Elsa. Thank you very much again, Elsa. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Bye.